Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Capricorn season reading was recorded as part of the Embodied Astrology 2024 extended year ahead with astrology dates and timing for your sign. If what you hear in this season's episode resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead reading. These annual offerings are epic and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. If you enjoy my monthly and annual readings, join me sometime in my weekly class, Somatic Space, where we attune with the astrological symbolism of the week ahead through guided meditation, visualization, and gentle and healing movement practices. We meet live on Zoom every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and you can always tune in with the recordings if you can't attend live. For those of you interested in working more deeply with your own chart, learning to read charts for others, Or if you're an astrologer interested in working with a somatic approach, you might be interested in my foundation's course, Your Chart is a Body. I'll be starting a new cohort in March with the Aries season equinox, and registration is opening soon. Check the show notes for more details on all of my offerings and upcoming events. You can find written transcripts of all of my season-ahead horoscopes in Embodied Astrology's virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to the Embodied Astrology blog, and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing free offerings. If you would like to support this work, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a great review. Follow the links in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Thank you so much for your support. Now onto your Capricorn season horoscope. Let's begin at the beginning of Capricorn season, which is actually last year on the solstice, December 21st, 2023. So Capricorn is a sibling sign for you. It is another sign on what's called the cardinal cross. Libra is a cardinal sign, as is your opposing sign, Aries. And cardinal signs or the cardinal cross also includes Cancer and Capricorn. The cardinal signs begin with the equinoxes and the solstices. So Libra begins at the September equinox and Capricorn begins in the December solstice. Um, Capricorn as an energy, uh, being on the cardinal cross, is a very important energy for Libra, and it holds the root or the foundation of your chart. In this place, we have symbolism of your actual roots and foundations. So your ancestry, the lineages that are moving through you, And these include, of course, the biological lineages and ancestral lineages, uh, as well as the lineages of land and space and place, uh, the conditions that you have come to be in. 
Um, this is a place in your chart that also describes your present day experience with uh, home and family and a sense of belonging and how you uh, craft and tend the foundation of your own life. And foundations um, are grounding for us, right? So foundations have a lot to do with where we nourish ourselves, how we come back to groundedness, how we take rest. Um, this part of your chart is intensely personal and in many ways private. This is about you in your most intimate uh, and inner space. Now Capricorn as an energetic substance relates uh, with the earth element and relates with the kinds of earth that solidify uh, through processes of intense pressure uh, and challenge uh, over time. So you might think about how mountains emerge, right? And the intense pressure of tectonic plates moving against one another and the rate of growth for mountains. Um, and then the imposing and powerful presence that they embody. Um, that's a Capricorn kind of vibe. In our bodies, Capricorn rules the bones and your bones grow and become strong when they uh, have to hold weight and pressure. So pressure and resistance creates strength in your bones. And so wherever Capricorn is in our charts, these are places where we ourselves are shaped by pressure and intensity and challenge, uh, where we uphold and embody fortitude and strength and capacity, and where we might also feel ourselves um, really anchored in many ways in the past. Uh, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, the planet Saturn, and some of you may be familiar with Saturn's archetype as uh, grandmother time. Um, and so Capricorn is a symbol that brings us into uh, also the themes of ancestry and lineage, but particularly the past and the forces of the past as they affect the present. And this definitely includes wisdom and experience and counsel and advice. It definitely includes tradition and familiarity and uh, the kind of expectations of tradition. And in that way, Capricorn can certainly describe conservative elements and the ways that we might uh, feel ourselves embodying um, ways of being that are more conservative and traditional, or that we might be in relationship with people, places, and experiences that uh, are more conservative and traditional. Now, since 2008, the outer planet Pluto has been transiting Capricorn. Now, Pluto's orbit is incredibly long, much longer than a human lifespan. It takes over 200 years to orbit the sun. One Pluto year is uh, somewhere around two and a half, you know, uh, human lifespans or something like that. 
And that means that it spends between 14 to 20 years in any given sign. In 2008, uh, Pluto entered this very deep, very personal, very foundational space in your chart that has a lot to do with home, with family, with belonging, and that also potentially resonates with tradition and conservation as well as conservative uh, traditional ways of being. Pluto is the name for the god of the underworld in, um, uh, in its mythic origins. And the god of the underworld mostly stays in the underworld. Um, many cultural traditions speak about the underworld deities very little. And the reason why there might not be a lot of stories about the gods and goddesses uh, of the underworld is that they can't be known. <laughs> the underworld um, is necessary in that um, our lives are infused with it in mysterious ways beyond our control. Um, death is a very fertile and creative substance and it's something that we cannot control. And that's part of being alive. Now, astrologically, wherever Pluto is, it is uh, pulling focus to the underworld forces and to the death forces that are moving through this sign or this place in a chart. And the underworld forces and death forces can be uh, creative and fertile, like compost. And so when Pluto moves through a part of our charts, it might help us uh, let go and grieve and mourn and bury and cut cords. Um, it might initiate an underworld process or journey of some kind where we ourselves have to descend. And uh, the stories of descent into the underworld are not particularly pleasant stories. They are stories of needing to let go of attachments, to let go of identity, to let go of power, to let go of wealth, and in many ways to let go of one's own life or agency or sense of control and really surrender to the mystery and to the greater powers. And then Wherever Pluto is transiting, it can also really illuminate the death forces that are there. And of course, the death force is just strong on planet Earth. It's very much a part of what life on Earth is about. And so this could be a process where we are literally encountering decay and rot uh, or dying and death in material form. And this can also be a process that exposes uh, energetic killing forces um, that are extremely violent, that are anchored in the substance of the psyche that is an underworld place, where aspects of beingness are uh, monstrous and um, potentially highly destructive or really unconscious and therefore very reflexive and reactive.
think back to 2008 and over these last 15, 16 years, consider what has been happening in the realms of your home, your family, your ancestry, your connections to the past, traditions. Um, for some of you, this means also your parents, caregivers, authority figures. For some of you, this uh, might be a, a pondering uh, in general around your relationship to earth and to living on earth at this time as your home or in your body as your home. So over the last 15, 16 years, the guardian of the underworld has been transiting your solar fourth house of home, family, tradition, belonging, foundation. And during this time, these places in your life have needed to go through some kind of underworld process that definitely includes and included um, significant letting go of ego attachments. You may have been somebody who needed to support others in letting go of their ego attachments. Probably a lot of you have been tending to parents or elders or others in your community who are literally going through uh, death and dying processes. A lot of you have needed to attend to your own underworld journeys as the ways that you relate with your home, with your family, with your sense of belonging, with your ancestry, with your sense of tradition um, were transformed. Many of you have had the experience of unwanted transformation knocking on your door. Going through a Pluto transit requires us to contend with the fear of the unknown. And many times a Pluto transit will rip something right out of your hands. There might be uh, lots of experiences in uh, Libran lives over the last 15, 16 years of feeling that something that you cherished was ripped out of your hands. It might have been a relationship. It might have been an attachment to an idea of relationship. It might have been your home. It might have been an attachment to an idea of home. It might have been your sense of belonging. It might have been your attachment to the idea of how you would belong. So over the course of Capricorn season, um, we are in a period of time that is remarkable because Pluto is finishing up its transit of Capricorn. And the day that Capricorn season ends, which is the same day that Aquarius season begins, both Pluto and the Sun will be moving into Aquarius. Pluto, because of its outer planet status and retrograde motion, um, will return to the very last degree of Capricorn uh, just for two months or so in the last quarter of the year. 
And in that symbol of a return right to the last degree, there's a description of this year as being a year where we are really finishing a particular kind of phase. And in the process of finishing something, we encounter all the problems. We have to wrap things up. We get tested on the curriculum. It is not easy to finish things, and it's also frequently not very easy to start things. And Pluto moving into Aquarius is a big new beginning, and I'm going to talk to you more about that when we get to Aquarius season. But for Capricorn season, if we think about beginning uh, at the December solstice, um, we are beginning at a time when the sun enters Capricorn, and then we have about 30 days of the sun's journey towards Pluto. And this will be the last time in over 200 years that the sun and Pluto will conjoin in the sign Capricorn. The sun and Pluto have formed their conjunctions for the last 16 years in Capricorn, and 2024 is the last time that will happen for over two centuries. So there is a remarkable feeling of something is finishing as we head into Capricorn season and as we head into 2024. And I think that that is a very strong feeling somatically. And given the location of Capricorn in your chart, I'm going to say that um, I think that this is a very strong uh, sensation in your chart relationally. The solar fourth house is so foundational and important when it comes to relationship. And because this is a foundational space, right? So think about how you stand. If you stand with, uh, you know, your left foot always turned out in a different direction than your right foot, and if that's always how you stand, then over time, your whole posture is going to get lopsided because your hip is going to turn out and it's going to do a thing to your ribs and then to your shoulder and then to your neck. And so if that's the metaphor, then we're thinking that 2024 is a year where you are learning to turn your left foot forward. It might not be exactly the same direction as your right foot, but it's not pointing where it was before. And that means that everything else now has to change. There's going to be an adjustment in your ankle and then in your knee and then in your hip and then in your spine and then in your shoulder and then in your ribs and then in your neck and then in your eyesight. And because you're seeing things differently and you're postured differently, uh, you will encounter new opportunities. You'll do things different ways. And that's the vibe right now. Something foundationally is shifting really significantly in 2024. And you really want to be present with the shift so that you can participate with what's being set up on a foundation level uh, for you to move forward. Um, the first day of Capricorn season, December 22nd, uh, Mercury made its inferior conjunction or Kazemi with the sun right at the first degree of Capricorn. And then it retrograded back into Sagittarius. And the first day of the new year, uh, Mercury stationed 
direct. And so 2024 as a feeling is marked by a kind of mental, perceptual, cognitive state that is really ready for something new, but doesn't yet know how that new experience is going to manifest, how we're going to get it. In the first week of Capricorn season, Mercury forms a conjunction with Mars and Sagittarius and uh, makes an aspect to Neptune and Pisces. And this feeling pervading into the new year has a feeling of a lot of ideas being present in your chart and also the sensation that every idea that you have is connected to some kind of labor or effort, that there is a price to pay, that there are investments that are material and practical um, that need to be considered with however it is that you are thinking about moving forward uh, with these new beginnings and also endings that you're holding. If you enjoyed this season ahead reading and found it supportive, make sure to purchase and download your 2024 year ahead reading now. My year ahead readings are deep dives into the details of the year, special for your sign, with a focus on making the most of the opportunities and meeting the challenges with skill and grace. You'll get a big picture overview that spans the year, connecting 2024 to the past and the future, and providing a larger context than my monthly readings can get into. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. The full moon in Cancer on December 26th uh, resonates as a counterpoint to the new moon in Capricorn on January 11th. These uh, readings will be published right around that new moon. And so uh, some of you will be listening for the first time around then. And think back on the previous couple of weeks uh, to late December. Um, the pairing of the full moon and the new moon stimulate the cardinal cross in your chart this really important vertical axis between the foundation below and the sky or the space above. Cancer holds your solar 10th house. This is the place of uh, worldly offering. Who are you here to become in your one and precious life? Um, this is a place of public image, vocation, and career. It is a place of adulting and responsibility, and you can think of it as what you are building out of your life. Now, in the Libra solar chart, to have Capricorn at the root and Cancer uh, in the heavens gives us the feeling that Libra is really committed and connected in many ways to tradition, to family, to belonging, and relationship. Now, lots of people have um, all kinds of experiences with family and with home. And so whether or not you feel connected and committed to uh, your biological family, um, I'm guessing that if you're Libra identified, at least you are deeply committed to your chosen family. And in your commitments, 
to relationship, you shape your life. Your offering to the world and of your life is in some ways an offering to your relationships. Now this is beautiful and uh, so much of Libran intelligence and wisdom flows through this symbolism. Libra as an archetypal energy that brings us into the beauty and the necessity of right relationship reminds us that we don't exist here alone. Everybody is part of everything. And when we orient ourselves relationally, ideally, we can have it all, right? When, when, when we work to uh, contribute to the good of others and to community, then the idea is, is that we ourselves are supported um, and that we can have equanimity and harmony and pleasure in our relationships. Now, in your overview, in the uh, kind of channeled reading that I gave you for 2024, I talked quite a lot about the need for you to be discerning and sensitive to your reason why. And over the course of 2024, and definitely in Capricorn season, uh, it is a strong feeling for me that your reason why is changing. Why do you do what you do in your relationships? What are you invested in? What are you committed to? And what are your hoped for outcomes? Something has been happening for you uh, at least over the last several months. You might think about maybe the last half of 2023 until now. Something has been happening for you that is producing a new state of awareness and consciousness about why you do things. You are getting insight and access into your psychology in some new ways. And I think that a lot of you are aware that many of your reasons why have to do with upholding a certain sense of stability or security that isn't always in your best interest. So this could be stability and security inside of your family. Let's say your reasons why for continuing to do the uh, Thanksgiving tradition is because it's for the family. But internally, you're feeling like you don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving anymore. It's a colonizer holiday commemorating genocide. You want to do something else. We need to go deep right now. What is your reason why? Well, your reason why is family. Your reason why is connection. If we don't go deeper and get to family and connection, then we might stay on the surface with Thanksgiving. And then if we ask you to change the Thanksgiving ritual, you might get freaked out and uncomfortable because you're losing a sense of security and stability with your family, and this is really important to you. But it's also important to you in 2024 that you live in alignment with your values. And you know that the values of 
uh, you know, a colonizer holiday are not values that you want to uphold in the ways that you hold space for your family. And so there might be a clarification and refinement of your why right now. And you might be able to see, oh, I could still have a family tradition. It could still be in November if you live in the so-called United States or if you live in so-called Canada, maybe you do it in October. If you live somewhere else in the world, maybe you're having a different holiday. But in the uh, activities of that holiday, you are really going to change things up. You're going to cook different food. You're going to read different prayers. You're going to honor different ancestors. You're going to engage in some different ways because your reason why is shifting, it's awakening, and it's evolving. Jupiter is stationing direct in Taurus, the last day, pretty much, of 2023. And as I mentioned, Mercury is stationing direct uh, the first day of the new year in the sign Sagittarius. Um, Jupiter is the planetary ruler of Sagittarius. They are definitely involved with one another. And as these two planetary energies shift in your chart, we have activation in your third and eighth solar houses. The third house is a place of uh, learning and consciousness. This is where your um, mental and perceptual functions um, kind of evolve and develop. This is a place where we have you having conversations and thinking thoughts. It's a place where giving and receiving of information is happening. The eighth house is a very different kind of space. It is a space of deep internal psychic and psychological experience. It is subterranean subtext. There's a lot of substance here that is really hard to speak of because it's complex. And sometimes the substance has a lot of uh, emotional entanglements or there are themes there that just bring a lot of depth. And so it can be very challenging to get into them. Libra as an archetypal energy is often accused of being superficial and surfacey. And some of you really are <laughs> sometimes, which is not to say that you are not deep because you are also that. But there is a way that uh, a Libra kind of perspective and approach can really shy away from um, actively engaging discomfort. And that could mean showing others that you are uncomfortable and expressing or vocalizing your discomfort. And it can also mean that when others are uncomfortable or when uncomfortable themes come into the room, that you maneuver to smooth things out and shut things down pretty quickly. Um, there can be a lot of passive avoidance in a kind of Libran approach to uh, the yucky, hard, disturbing stuff of life. And in your year ahead overview, I mentioned several times that 2024 is a year for you to get more comfortable with your own humanness. You're going to fail. You're going to flail. Sometimes you make a mess. And we need that to be okay so that we can address what's actually happening and then evolve and move forward. And you know that. 
You don't need me to explain all that. You know it because you're feeling it in your body right now. You are feeling the toll that it has taken on you uh, to not speak your truth, to not live in alignment with your own psychology, and to keep uh, what's happening for you in deeper ways more suppressed or secret or behind the surface. And so in the space between the full moon and the new moon, between the end of December and kind of the middle of January, there's a lot that's going on inside of you, I think, about how do you shift and reorient the substance of your life right now so that you can be in the world in ways that uphold uh, with greater clarity and refinement and integrity the intentions and desires that you have for your own life and your own relationships. And there is a really strong message coming through your life and your body these days, your relationships, your sense of well-being. There are some really strong messages coming through that you need to deal with what is here. You cannot avoid it. You don't want to turn away. We need to have some kind of recognition and process so that transformation can happen, so that we can move into some next steps. These conversations, these processes are not necessarily easy. It doesn't mean that they are bad. The discomfort uh, that we might find in these processes um, is a powerful alchemical agent. And ideally, Capricorn season is a time for Libra to face some fears about what might happen if you express authentically, if you make choices that maybe push against or move in ways that are counter to tradition or expectation, uh, the discomfort that happens when you yourself are upsetting the tradition and the expectation maybe that you made for yourself. And as the sun moves towards its conjunction with Pluto on January 20th, there is a remarkable feeling of needing to put something to rest that has been a very kind of active component of your attention and process now for the last 16 years. You need to put something to rest. And the feeling that I'm getting for you is that in putting this to rest, and I don't really know what that means for you, but you know, there's a completion, there's a period at the end of the sentence, there's, you know, something happens that allows it to complete. In putting something to rest, your foundation can stabilize, it can restabilize once again, but in a kind of different way that allows for a very uh, remarkably different sense of freedom. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Ashgood is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this music. 
Thank you so much for listening. We're wishing you all the best in the season ahead.